Good morning. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is so good to be here with you. My joy is full. I hope yours is. There is so much that has brought our church to this day. And first of all, I'm not saying this. We're not going to say this just to be good Christians. We're saying it because it's really true. God has been faithful to this little church. From an infant church plant of 30 to around 30 to 40 people a little over six years ago. Still a relatively small church entering the trial of COVID. To now, to here. Still technically in COVID. You need to remember that later when we come to Eucharist. God has been so faithful to this church. It's so special to be celebrating the gift of this property with people who have been here all along. Uh, Look out on your faces and I'm so thankful to God for you and for his work. You've been here, if you will, through sickness and health. (laughs) And to be celebrating with newer faces, people who've shown up and found something in the words of St. Paul to be worthy of praise at Lamb. Something that God is doing here. God has been so kind to this church, and I echo what Travers said earlier, thanks to the Friends of Incarnation for joining us this morning to celebrate with us and to give thanks to God with us. Now, another thing that's brought us to this day is with God's help, we have prayed and we have worked. Did you hear what Jesus said in John 15? If you ask anything in my name, I will give it to you. We ask God for this. The Saturday after our church signed on this property, we were out here playing with our kids and We had been praying with our kids for this property. And I just said, guys, can you believe it? God gave it to us. And with this giddiness of little kids, they say, he did it. He did it. (laughs) You have prayed and you have worked. You've prayed for unity and you've worked hard at unity over these six years. You've prayed for open doors of ministry and, and for fruitfulness as a church. And since we've had the land, you've begun to to work here. This is the fruit of your prayers and your work. God does hear his people's prayers, and he does act differently when his people pray than when we don't pray. This is an answer to prayer and to work. Now today we're sharing a vision for how we see this property being used by God. And this is bigger than any one person. In fact, I want to say that it's bigger than just Church of the Lamb. Many of you, through town halls that we had several months ago, spoke into this vision. Since then, we've had this small steering committee, this team. Committee is kind of a bad word. It's a team. They've worked to narrow in on all the dreams and bring them into an organized focus. Katrina Dito has been this huge help to us, sharing her experience as a vision owner to to organize us. Zoe Hansen has started organizing you guys, volunteers, to help work and bring your passions to the forefront. 
Travis, he's going to be leading the Abide campaign, what we're calling the financial piece to this vision. And we're going to be talking about that in the coming weeks, not today. But he's been working on this vision. And Dan Velker and our parish council have been involved in shaping this. I want to start here, though. Our church's mission, in other words, the thing that we want to define everything that we do, is rooted in what it means to be in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Relationship with God does not start with doing something more. It does not start with becoming better, doing better at things. It's the opposite. It begins with stopping, ceasing from all our doing, our striving, There was a church father, Augustine, he wrote an autobiography of his conversion to faith in Christ. And his conversion came after a lot of wandering and searching, lots of worldly accomplishment, striving and recognition. And he wrote these words as a prayer and they've echoed down to us now, 1600 years later. Oh God, you have made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. Restless. That's an apt description of a lot of us and of the world that we live in. To enter into a relationship with God, the God who is revealed in Jesus, is to find rest. Rest from all the internal and external angst that we bear as flawed people. It's to find a safe place to live in the world where sin has made life so unpredictable. Every now and then we hear about the politics of a particular area of the country changing dramatically. So people begin talking about trying to find a place to live that's more conducive to their leanings. Or one area of town becomes more dangerous and they want to find a safer place to live. And it's not to say this is always wrong, but God would tell us there's a bigger problem. The whole world is afflicted with the same disease and the only difference is one of degrees from one place to the other. God has become the only safe place to live in the world. He is not only a person, but he is a place, a landscape in which our entire selves come to find rest when we dwell in him. The psalmist sings, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty and he will be protected. He'll find refuge. Like the calmness at the center of a hurricane with the chaos swirling around it, But stillness there in the middle, in the eye, God is a refuge in the midst of the world. And he invites us to live and to abide in relationship with him. Now, be careful. Because being in relationship with God is not only about finding rest and escaping from the dangers of the world. That's not the point. Finding this rest and abiding in God means actually discovering the secret to bearing genuine, lasting fruit in the world as a human being. There is always work to do in the world. There is always work to do in our own homes. Part of coming to know God is realizing we cannot do it all. Not alone, anyway. If we want our work to last, what we must do, what we do, 
must be done in God. And when we abide in Christ, we rediscover work as a calling and as a means of love. This is our mission at Lamb. This is what defines us, abiding in Christ, invited to rest, and compelled to love. We don't buy into the idea that it's all based in personality, that some of us are doers while others like to just sit around and meditate. None of us are naturally inclined to the fullness of a relationship with God. Some of us struggle more with rest. Others struggle more with taking action and work. But both are part of knowing God and being in relationship with Him. Now another side of this I want to make very clear. This is not just about us so that we feel good. Abiding in Christ is actually an outward mission. It is the most evangelistic thing that we can do as Christians. Marshall McLuhan was a devout Christian who studied communications and media. And he coined the phrase that a lot of you will recognize, the medium is the message. Have you heard of this? The medium is the message. And he meant by it that we're shaped more by mediums of communication, say TV, radio, now social media, than we're shaped by the exact things that are said in them. What is this, how does this apply to us? He's saying the mediums have power over us. He said this before smartphones and social media, but I think this has proved it even more true. Well, when it comes to the faith in Jesus, we are the medium of the message of the good news about Jesus Christ. If you are a Christian, you are the medium that God has chosen to use. You and all your brokenness, God has chosen to use to proclaim the goodness of his love and his redemption in Jesus. And the more you find rest in God, and the more you are compelled to love because of his love, the more the message of Jesus Christ will ring true in the world. Abiding in Christ, invited to rest and compelled to love. Now, how do we carry out this mission on a 31-acre farm? <laughs> Farms are not always known as places of rest. Actually, for that very reason, we've decided to call part of our mission here gardens, not farm. <laughs> because that sounds more restful. God has provided us in this place a way of making this mission concrete. Here, with God's help, Church of the Lamb will labor for generations to come. Generations to create spaces where deep rest and active love meet together. And there are three specific spaces that we believe God is leading us to develop here, to build together. Imagine a sign at the entrance of Church of the Lamb. And it has these three spaces underneath in smaller letters. Parish, gardens, and abbey. We're saving the weirdest one for last. I'll explain that one in a minute. If you don't already have this, there's a, there was something by the worship guides called the Abide Project. And that's what we're calling this work that God is calling us to do on this place. The first space that we're creating here is parish. 
This is our church. This is Church of the Lamb. Everything is going to flow from what God is doing through and in Church of the Lamb. But the others, Gardens and Abbey, are going to open up beyond our church to serve other churches. Our diocese, perhaps even, and our community. We'll talk about those more in a minute. But we're beginning as a church to call this parish because parish has to do with having roots in a place, a geographical area. We are putting roots here. This is our beachhead in serving this area. You and others who gather here in generations to come, You'll come from different parts of the county and the city, and you'll go back out to serve those places through family, school, and your work. Our small groups are, are going to be called parish groups, rooted in particular parts of the county and the city. East Rock, Grottoes, Lakewood, Harrisonburg. We are already establishing ways that our church, our parish, can begin using this property. We're renovating the basement of this, this house for office space, a meeting place for Bible studies. And we're creating a room for our children, an atrium, where we can do children's ministry here. And as soon as we can, we want to put a, a pavilion right into that hill, as what Dan has called, will be objectively beautiful. The most beautiful pavilion you've seen. In the years to come, the next five to seven years, Lord willing, we want to build a long-term place for worship that physically embodies our mission of abiding. That is restful and beautiful. That provides people a place to pray and worship. And really, when you enter it, it feels like you come to rest in God, the Creator. The one who created beauty. But even now, between now and that time, this land expands the opportunities for discipleship and fellowship as a church. And it gives a particular shape and a context to our discipleship. We're going to be discipled through this land to learn how to steward and care for God's creation. We're image bearers like Adam and Eve called to steward a garden. The place that he's given us. And with this public, it's amazing to me, actually, that the way that the land is shaped to me embodies the mission. So on the front side, we face a public gathering place where there are probably hundreds of people right now who can't see us. And eventually, a, a long-term building will be on that hill, visible to that public space. That is part of our mission, compelled to love this place, this area. But then on the back side of it, they can't see us. <laughs> and here... We find a place of quiet and hopefully a lot of times stillness where we can dwell in God, where we can come and be refreshed, pray. This is part of who we will be as a church, public, loving this area, but also quiet, seeking to root ourselves deeper and deeper into the person of Christ and become like him as a people. Also, with the scope of this land, there are vast opportunities for gifts to arise within our church and within our community, for a variety of gifts to participate in serving God. A group met this past week, a group of people in our church, and some of the people within the group showed a passion for planting more natural grasses and trees here. How often do you get to do that as part of a church? At the same time, with all the work that could be done 
and will need to be done, we have to make sure that our mission continually shapes what we're doing. If people start burning out left and right, we're not doing a very good job of abiding. And so it's going to be tricky and we're going to have to learn as we go. All of us are going to have to figure out what it means for us to live into the mission and participate in it, participate in the work here, but make sure that we don't overextend ourselves. Some of you are going to wish that we are doing things faster than we are. Others are going to wish that we're doing things slower. And we're just going to, we're going to work at this and we're going to have to figure it out together. This is the first space that God is inviting us and blessing us with the opportunity to build here. The parish of Church of the Lamb. The second space is gardens. This is what we feel called to create here. Gardens that flow out of our church, creating spaces of beauty and delight and rest. Again, we want it, it will flow out of our church, but we want it to be something that isn't limited to the people of Lamb. We especially want to be able to welcome brothers and sisters from Church of the Incarnation, Restoration in Stanton. Uh, we've even identified a picnic area over here in the corner where you can come and bring friends with you to, to have a, a beautiful place to enjoy. For now, we're having to limit this to people from our family of churches simply because we're having to think carefully about what it means for our church to be wise and to make sure people are safe on the property. Over time, though, we want to make this more and more into an accessible and welcoming place of beauty, delight, and rest. Like the Garden of Eden at the beginning of creation, we want this to be a place where uh, plants, animals, and people dwell together in the presence of God. Now, because of what we believe about the new creation of God making the creation good at being broken, but Him returning and making all things new through His Son, Jesus... We believe that work will be a part of the new creation. But in this side of the creation, there's a lot more sweat involved in work. So, oddly enough, in the way that God has made it, even creating spaces of rest means getting our hands dirty and working hard. We have generations to do this together. Now, Alec Bowserman is going to tell you more about this in a few minutes. But soon the cows are going to be gone off the property. And we're going to give the land itself time to rest. This is something God teaches us in the Old Testament. That even the creation needs to rest. And then Alec has offered to bring his animals here for a time around the winter. I think that at least means sheep. And he's offered to show anyone interested how to work with them. So that we can discern whether we want to have animals on the property for the long term. Now there are endless opportunities when it comes to how we can use this land in terms of producing and growing things. Uh, but again, at every turn, we're trying to make sure we don't overstretch ourselves. There, we have a sister church in Greensboro, North Carolina that has an urban farm. And there are many refugees in the area, and they've invited the refugees to come in and plant their local crops that, from their home so that they can enjoy them there. It's an amazing idea. We love this idea. 
And if those opportunities come, we would like to do something like that. If there are those of you who would like to put your own little place, garden to tend, we would, we would welcome those things. But we're trying not to overstretch ourselves. We're doing things as we see passions bubbling up and people who are eager to tend to those things. Now, this is the second space God is inviting us and blessing us with the opportunity to create here. Gardens. Now, the next one, the next space is called Abbey. Everyone say Abbey. Abbey. All right. It's an easy word. It's just a little odd for us on this side of history. This way that we're talking of being a church is not a new vision. It's not novel. It's actually very ancient. It's the old way of being the church. Our way, the way that we see most churches today, that's the new way. This way is the ancient way. Historically, Christians have built holistic communities where worship and work are held together and they bear witness to the goodness of God as the creator and the redeemer. This way of being a church creates a life-giving culture of rest and love, of working together. We want to play a part as a church in restoring this ancient way of being Christians, of creating a whole culture of worship and work that are tied together, not separated. And already we're seeing the formation of an abbey as people like Alec. Alec is a science teacher and a farmer, and he's going to teach us how faith and farming intersect. How you farm through the lens of being a Christian, rooted in Scripture. Jed Pascarella is bringing his years of work with the Department of Environmental Quality to bear and connecting us with people who have thought long and hard about stream bed restoration, how to care for a stream like this. In the future, we'd love to see this vision for Abbey become more concrete by providing office space for counselors and spiritual directors who can, well, what better place to counsel and do spiritual direction than here, walking along the stream bed and talking to people about their relationship with God and how to deal with the issues they're facing in life. If the Lord allows, personally, I would like to see space for trade workers who can share tools in, in a space and also mentor high school students and train them in this kind of work. The Abbey will take the most imagination of all these spaces, but it will give concrete exp expression to the way that our faith as Christians informs our work and brings even deeper life and lasting impact through our work. Work becomes a loving service to the God of love. The God who created all things and sent his son to redeem all things. God has been so faithful to this church. And this is our mission, abiding in Christ, invited to rest and compelled to love. And Parish, Gardens, and Abbey are the three spaces that together, with God's help, we will form to create spaces where deep rest and active love meet to serve this place in the name of Jesus Christ. Now these places are going to overlap and intertwine. Don't try to pull them apart and figure out which is which. They, they relate to each other. They fit together. But together, they provide a large canopy under which we will all together carry out our abiding in Christ 
in every area of our lives. Isn't this amazing what God has given to us? Thank you so much for being a part of this with us.